That's always great. Thank, thank, thank you, Stephen. And thank you, everyone, for being here at um, our Saturday morning School for a Course in Miracles. And our subject today is brotherhood. And then question, what's love got to do with it? You all remember that song, right? What's love got to do mm -hmm. with it? Yeah. <laughs> well, love has a lot to do with uh, brotherhood. It has a lot to do with the Course in Miracles. And um, <clears throat> today's uh, lesson, or I should say the, the lesson we are going to look at here today, uh, Jesus calls, uh, <laughs> he always gives, gives either the greatest or the most important or the biggest or what, you know, I mean, so he said this sort of thing before, but, um, you know, I understand and we understand that he has to because at, at any given lesson, we could actually believe what he says and it would change everything for us absolutely everything we would understand that idea perfectly and we won't forget it and we all know when that happens we all know that feeling when there's a ka-chunk and you read something or you write something and you, or you think it through or you listen to a paragraph and all of a sudden it's like it lights up for you and you absolutely get it. You know it. You see it, not with your eyes, but you see it in your mind in, in, a, in a way that you know it and you will never forget that lesson. Those are, those are the unchanging, unchangeable that's being revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So um, this, this particular lesson uh, is um, in which he says it is the largest single step the largest single step. So today we take the largest single step this course requests, requests, advance toward its established goal. So we can believe that or not. <laughs> we can take that to heart and say, yes, this is the single biggest step that I will make today. And I will make it because I want the truth. I, I, I want the experience of this in, in my heart, in my mind, in my soul. Um, and the lesson, the lesson is, there is no love but God's. There is no love but God's. And we're reminded that we always look within first. And what we experience there is how we will look upon 
the world. So we look within first and we have that experience that this lesson and every lesson is trying to teach us. I love in the healing, I think it's in the healing example where he says, the Holy Spirit speaks to you, no one else, just you. So anytime you find yourself thinking about what somebody else needs to do or learn, you're way off track already. That's not where the learning happens. That's not where you hear the Holy Spirit. You hear it in you. So the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And uh, here today in this uh, beautiful lesson, um, there is no love but God's. I was also reminded just a moment ago, uh, some of you probably did watch uh, the inauguration and heard the poem by the poet laureate, a young woman of 22 years of age. I think that was 22 years of age. And she ended with this, and I, uh, <clears throat> I thought it was so profound. I had to write it down because it's exactly what we're talking about here. We must be brave enough to see it and brave enough to be it. Brave enough to look within and see the love of God there, joy, peace, freedom. Brave enough to do that and brave enough to be it. I mean, that's really the essence of, of our healing with A Course in Miracles. So um, today, we will look upon that lesson and um, decide what we want to see, you know, what's going to be, uh, and then move forward with it, uh, certainly uh, not without inviting all of our teachers to be here with us, because we, we learn this together. And with all of us focused on the same uh, desire for the same experience, uh, we can't not be answered. So we invite Kenneth and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Nizagadada, Marcus Aurelius. I have a whole list. I have a list of about 20 of the most profound teachers that I've ever read with, studied with, you know, uh, appreciated and, and, and learned from. Like the, the uh, prayer we shared last Saturday, the mind of absolute trust and all the questions in that. So these are tools and these are teachers and I believe they're all with us on this uh, journey to uh, our own understanding that um, there is no love but God's and allowing, uh, being willing to go beyond the blocks to the awareness of that, uh, the obstacles that we've placed between ourselves and that, 
They're all in, in our mind and probably many of them have been projected outward in such a way that we are now looking at <laughs> uh, a lot of chaos and confusion and mis total misunderstanding, total misunderstanding about what love is. For humans, uh, for bodies and the ego and our specialness, um, love is personal, is between bodies. And so it's based on fear. I was actually thinking the other day, we put so much attention into picking the right partner, making sure we get the right one, <laughs> the one that fits all of our needs, looks like what we want them to look like, that we can you know, dream with, that we can dream with stay asleep and dream with. And I thought, is that really any better than an arranged marriage? Or worse? Because as you know, in many countries, marriages are arranged. Just like, in, in, in truth, I think when we trust, we discover that all the relationships that we need are given us. They show up for us. We don't go looking for them. They find us. We find each other. And that's not an accident. Absolutely not an accident. So potentially in every relationship, but any relationship, particularly the ones that we are most with and most intimate with, and the ones that, quite frankly, usually cause us the most heartache. Um, and they also reveal to us the extent of our egos and that we literally use if you're in the relationship long enough, you'll discover you use your brother to hurt yourself. And Jesus said, that's not the purpose of your relationship. But as the, the undoing occurs, as the veil is lifted, as the guilt that's within me is brought to the light. As I learn to forgive, suddenly the veil is lifted. And we also realize in that same instant, we're in love. We're in love with everyone and everything. 
and that's 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 <laughs> that's love <laughs> love isn't uh, um, identified with a specific body we find it within ourselves and then we see it and we see it everywhere so I don't know about you but that's what I want and and that's what Jesus wants for us that's what Ken wants for us that's what any sane teacher would ever want for us and it's really not dependent upon anybody else it's depend it's a dependent upon that wish to join our brother instead of attack that wish to see sinlessness in every relationship in every brother that willingness really the courage the courage to take that step is what I think I believe she was talking about the courage to look within and choose what I want to see and then look out and see it instead of looking at the world and letting it be the cause of what we think we are and if we look for the world to be the cause of cause of me it's the cause of me then I'm going to be a victim <laughs> and I'm never going to experience that um, love that we're going to going to uh, welcome here today invite here today and we're going going to use two lessons uh, lesson 127 and um, that's going to be on page 230 there is no love but God so you might want to put a something in that a piece of paper or something and the other one we're going to work with is lesson 189 I feel the love of God within me now page 359 hmm. I keep coming back to the healing example because it's such a was a, such a powerful section back in uh, chapter 27 I think it's the fifth the fifth section you might want to jot that down because uh, I doubt that we'll get to it but it fits in so beautifully with um, our focus uh, here this morning 
Any thoughts or questions? Kathy. I just missed uh, the section you mentioned in chapter 27 to keep an eye on. Uh, five, called The okay. Healing Example. Thank you. Where Jesus is teaching us to be examples, examples of healing, not examples of attack and judgment. Yeah. Uh, Oris. What was the first lesson? What was the page for the first lesson? Uh, 127 is going to be on 230. Oh, page 230. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And 189, lesson 189 is on uh, 359. Chris, you had your hand up. Thank you. I think I might have a statement and a question. Uh, the Maybe the first one was uh, when we're having these epiphanies and everything. It's, it's, um, I often want to just go tell everybody, you know, I've just experienced God. I'm just, oh, I'm in, I'm in love with you and everything. And it sounds like what you're saying is don't, don't do that because somebody else is. And every time I do that, I kind of get patted on the hill. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, a nice thing, you know. Oh, like well, said, yeah. Good, for, good for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just don't get why everybody doesn't get it. Like, like the way I got it, uh, whatever it was. It's always, you know, that peaceful, oneness, loving feeling. Sure. But, sure. but, but it comes to a different uh, lesson. Also, what you said about, how many times this is the most important thing. I, I read that a lot in every lesson almost. And it's like, and it is. And of course, I'm looking for the one thing that's going to keep me enlightened all the time. And uh, it does last for that holy instant. It's great. Um, I guess that's just my statement. I have to remember that I'm having this great experience. And I, I do kind of take it with me. But I, there's no sense in going out and... Uh, proselytizing or preaching or anything about it but it's real the other one is i've been going to a group here in uh, lansing michigan where i am and um but i could just get a sense from our leaders that um we're not quite getting it like i'm getting it they don't really say that, but but it's I call it the Carroll syndrome because I just feel like you know what what I just said. They're they're having these epiphanies, and why aren't everybody else in the group? I, I, I'm rambling here because uh, I don't know why, but it's sort of like okay, that's um, that's still not quite it because I'm feeling a little bit guilty, or I'm feeling bad for the other people in the group because this person. And again, that's probably my interpretation, but it's like, you guys just aren't getting it. She's not coming out and saying that, but you're just not quite getting it. And the last thing that I'll be quiet is because I, I sometimes get confused on how you come to this experience, because it seems like a lot of times I'm reading, you have to do it through your brother and of course your sister. But really what I heard you just say is, First, God speaks to you, or the Holy Spirit speaks just to you. That's your interpretation. That's your experience. And your brother's... So where does my brother fit in there? I mean, uh, that 
that that is a question, I guess. You know, how does how does this work? First, I experience the love of God, or first, do I go to my brother to find it? Yeah, I yeah. Don't get confused by that, <laughs> because sometimes you look without and you see the Holy Spirit in your brother, and you know that it because you wanted to see it already. Sometimes your brother becomes the um, irritation to have you realize, oh, I must have left the Holy Spirit because uh, and decided wrongly because I wouldn't be seeing this this way if, if I were with Jesus or with the Holy Spirit. So in that case, my brother is my uh, stimulus or my irritation to say, hey, wake up here. <laughs> the problem isn't out there. The problem is the one that's looking, who's looking. So it's always the one that's looking that's being birthed, so to speak. You know, is it Jesus? Is it the Holy Spirit that's being birthed? Is it the Christ mind that's being birthed? Or is the ego still, you know, alive in there and, and you know, finding what it wants to find? So. I don't think there's any argument to be made whether you start first because just like Jesus will say this lesson is the best one and then then you know in that way I don't, I don't think there's a best but I think we have to be able to look within for sure and find the peace of God within and find love within and uh, without that, there's still going to be guilt. There's still going to be projection going on into our onto our brothers. And in that case, we're going they're going to be our means again to get back to the mind and choose a different teacher. I, I, did that did that help at all? <laughs> that helped a lot. Thank you. All right, all right. Let's see. Um, Anyone else have a comment or a question? Abe? So regarding this, uh, Chris' comments, you know, I think when we, we have these experiences, that's actually occurring at the level of the mind, right? And there's only one of those. So when, when he has that experience, we all have that experience, even though we're not aware of it. Isn't that the way you see it? Yeah, I, I always uh, look at um, what, I, what I experience in, in the Mahdi um, that's coming into my mind is like the, the aftershock. You know, in an in a, uh, earthquake, there's the initial shock, and then there's the aftershock. Well, I mean, it isn't... Um, it's coming from out of time. It's coming from love, but I'm I'm experiencing it here, in in my well here where I am. <laughs> so I, I I don't know if that makes sense, but um, uh, and I forget your original question, <laughs> Abe. Ask more if there's more to it. Is that good? 
Let's see. I thought I saw another hand somewhere. Is that Tim waving? <laughs> Hi, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I must be way down on the list. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, one of my, uh, after I finally got into recovery and after I finally really started working A Course in Miracles, the, I think the, one of the biggest challenges that came was when I would go to a meeting, whether it was a 12-step meeting or a course meeting, and I would see that people obviously either weren't doing the steps or they didn't get what the course was all about. And, and that bothered me. So, and uh, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking of that, another love song. Like I wanted to sing to them, you've lost that love and feeling. You don't even know what love's about. You don't even know how to get love. And then, but did I wake up in the morning, that morning probably, and look in the mirror and thought I saw me? I mean, I mean, Jesus is singing that song to me whenever I think I'm singing that song to somebody else. I've lost the love and feeling. It didn't go anywhere, but I'm pretending it's gone, and now I'm projecting it on my poor brother. So, I mean, they all, that, anybody that was pushing my buttons, especially at meetings, really gave me a chance to sit there and go, you know this isn't about you. I mean them. <laughs> you know it's about you. <laughs> you really think it's about them. <laughs> you think they don't know what love's all about. But I mean, I'm the one with the issue. So it, it became major opportunities, one after another, <laughs> to, to practice it right there in the meeting. Practice it right there. And, and I began to look forward to that because I knew it was going to push my buttons. And then I get there and I sit there quiet for about it you know, 10, 15 minutes, just, Jesus, you got to help me see this person the way you do. I, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing the way you do. I mean, you, you don't have a problem with them. Why do I have a problem with them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steven I, had something, Steven had something too. Steven. Oh uh, yeah, this isn't me. This is uh, Wabnika yesterday uh, and the day before listening to his C CDs. Uh, he's got a brand new one from 2004, Language of Kindness. And uh, yesterday I was listening to his CD on the manual for teachers. Uh, and and he's, he was talking about uh, um, psychic, you know, psychic powers, that part in the manual of teachers where it talks about that. And he said, uh, first thing is, remember, everybody's doing that. We all get these God winks. We all get these synchronicities. We all get these things that happen. And his suggestion is just don't make just don't make a big deal about it, uh, you know. Because and, and we need that. We, for me, I have to have that evidence to 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 develop trust. And so, you know, because of that, uh, I I've made it in a way that I get a lot of that. Uh, and I want to go tell the world, man, you're not going to believe this. And then I try to explain it, and I can't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that that part is really just you know do what you're going to do, you know. But uh, it's um, what does suggest don't make a big deal about it. And the thing about uh, course students, Wapna talks about this a lot, uh, kind of over and over and over, but uh, he doesn't say it this way, but I do. Course, course students are the worst. I mean, <laughs> you know, we want to, uh, we want everybody to get it the way we're getting it. Uh, we want to, you know, we want to do a shared interest thing, even though it's really about ourselves, and I'm, you know, here I'm kind of talking about me too, you know, uh, you know, we, and and so uh, the uh, course students are the best. Golly, I love them. 
and they can be the worst because you know they they read it over and over and over and they've been doing it for 12 14 years and they say something that the course doesn't say and i want to i want to correct them you know because i have the spiritual specialness stuff because that keeps me stuck in ego anyway uh, i hope that helps uh, it helps me to to just say it and get it out thank you <laughs> all of those are, are are just looking in my own mind those are missed opportunities for me to wake up. You know, when I, when I um, see somebody else and I think they need a miracle, <laughs> Jesus tells us that self-directed miracles are, um, uh, I forget the exact words. Some of you may, Bruce may know exactly where that is. But the idea of us personally directing a miracle to someone is not what he's talking about in miracles. It's the miracle is a change that I experience over here and the miracle, the, the distribution of the miracle is the Holy Spirit's job. So we don't specifically try to direct it here or there because it, it, it again takes us off the rails, I think. It's like, you know, did they get it yet? <laughs> you know, uh, and 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 puts us in its self-evaluation. You know, as to how am I doing as a teacher? You know, I I want to be you know the best or whatever. So, I mean, I think there's um, a temptation to use it for specialness, and it's it's so hard to control sometimes because <laughs> you know you just you just really do want them. You know, and that's going to happen too. <laughs> Trust me, I've done it plenty. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think any harm was done to anybody in a situation like that. I just think that I might have missed an opportunity for myself in that I saw something in my brother that I thought was bad, wrong, and needed fixing. So. In other places, though, he is talking about healing as if um, you could misconstrue that it's about somebody else. Uh, for example, I, I, I don't know the chapter, but where he says, don't let your brother be sick. Well, he's not talking about your brother. He's talking about you not seeing them as sick and making that real. So it is, again, that would be the shift for me to realize that I just made an error and um, I made the unreal real. And, you know, in the prayer we're going to do about the love of God, the Holy Spirit doesn't see any of that. Jesus doesn't see it. God doesn't see it. So I need to learn to see beyond it also. Uh, so let's see here. Any other questions before we go to uh, lesson 127? All right. So I was, uh, I was thinking too that um, on, on a practical level, even, even knowing it's my issue and it's not their issue, though I think it's their issue, um, I don't have to go to those kind of meetings if, unless I think there's, they're going to be helpful <laughs> to me somehow. I mean, if I think, well, I can't be helpful to them. Um, 
because they they want to see it the way they want to see it and and so i'll go somewhere where you know there other people are trying to see it the way i'm trying to see it so i mean we don't have to go you know we don't have to like make ourselves miserable <laughs> and go to those meetings unless we somehow find them helpful like they're they're definitely an opportunity not to forgive them but to forgive myself for being such a a jerk <laughs> the way i see them so i mean but you know just we don't have to beat ourselves up doing this process <laughs> i mean there are meetings where people tend to agree with us more than they don't <laughs> so 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 we can go to that <laughs> even in 12 step recovery, you know, I mean, it was, it was once again, there's, there's really good meetings, quote unquote, where people are really working the steps and, and you know, you find those and you go to those. And then the other ones where they don't even read the steps, <laughs> not even aware of what yeah. the 12 steps are, you know, I don't have to go to those meetings, but at the same time, I don't have to beat them up and I don't have to beat me up and force myself to go. So on a practical level, it's just like, eh, is this helpful for me or not? Am I going to be helpful or not? And if not, then, you know, just do go somewhere where you think yeah. you might be helpful to you and to the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th thanks. Thanks for that, Tim. All right. Here we are at lesson 127. Bruce, Bruce had something. Bruce? Uh, yeah, I, I we, when you mentioned uh, self-directed and self-selected, I just did a quick search and found lessons twenty-nine and forty-three have those phrases in them. So, oh, good. So twenty-nine and forty-three for for anyone who wants to look those up. Lesson twenty-nine and lesson forty-three. Self-direction and self-selection, kind of the same same ideas. Yeah. Thanks, Bruce. Sure. I appreciate your your. Uh, speed at finding things for us. I know you probably got three screens up in front of you, right? Three computer screens, two computer screens. I think the way we'll go through um, the first part uh, of this lesson, and uh, I want to save time for us to do something that we, we haven't done a lot of, uh, maybe not at all, but this particular lesson uh, requests that we spend uh, 15 minutes together in um, the process that it outlines for us. So I would like us to be able to do that and to experience what, what he is calling um, opening our minds and resting, uh, resting together to, to learn what it feels like to rest in the mind together with what 30 people and to allow ourselves to be for a few minutes not in a hurry to get anywhere and not having to do anything together so um we'll do the paragraphs however leading up to the exercise and read them one at a time and make any comments on the paragraph that you read, if you, if you care to. And I'm just gonna call out names because I know who usually has a book with them and, and uh, you know, who would be uh, wanting, maybe wanting to read. So I'm gonna start at the top. And Lisa, would you read paragraph one, please? 
Okay. Um, let's see. Lesson 129, beyond this world, there is a world I want. No, lesson 127. Oh. My page apologies. 230. I misheard you. Okay. Lesson 127, there is no love but God's. Yes. Okay. Perhaps you think that different kinds of love are possible. Perhaps you think there is a kind of love for this, a kind for that, a way of loving one, another way of loving still another. Love is one. It has no separate parts and no degrees, no kinds, nor levels, nor divergencies and no distinctions. It is like itself unchanged throughout. It never alters with a person or a circumstance. It is the heart of God and also of his son. Any thoughts you'd like to share, Lisa? You know, it just reminds me of um, the, the lesson, uh, not the lesson, the prayer that you always quote that, um, let's see, on page 272 in the text, that truth is true. And everything else is false. And, and that's the same with love. I mean, you know, love is but God's. There, anything else is special love. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it's something I think we, we quickly forget in our daily lives. You know, we're uh, so wrapped up in, in people and events. And, and uh, we forget that this one love for all of us. And it you know, it's the same with my brother. It is, it is with me. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Stephen, would you do paragraph two? Yes, thank you. Glad to. Love's meaning is obscure to anyone who thinks that love can change. He does not see that changing love must be impossible. And thus he thinks that he can love at times and hate at other times. He also thinks that love can be bestowed on one and yet remain itself, although it is withheld from others. To believe these things of love is not to understand it. If it could make such distinctions, it would have to judge between the righteous and the sinner and perceive the son of God in separate parts. Wow. There's oneness and that's that. <laughs> there, there's, there's no, uh, there's no two-ness. Uh, and right. um, as I was reading it, I thought, I thought, uh, we're taught just the opposite. Uh, you know, we're taught, we're taught, find the right one, you know, and marry that one, and everything's going to be okay. And you know, we're 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 taught to have children, uh, and we're taught uh, we're taught to procreate. Uh, because, you know, we don't, uh, one of the big things <laughs> that, that, that I was taught is, uh, you know, you, you got to keep the line going, you know, you got to, you have to, you have to have the, uh, you have to keep the family intact. And the way to do that is to continue to have children. And that, you know, that's a lot of pressure. It's also a lie. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't have to do that because that's irrelevant. That's what keeps, those kinds of things that we're taught, that's what keeps us separate. 
Uh, thank you for letting me to share about that. I don't know why, but it helps me. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. Nice, very nice. Charlotte, you have a book there. Do you, uh, can you read the next paragraph? Very good. Paragraph three. Love cannot judge. As it is one itself, it looks on all as one. Its meaning lies in oneness, and it must elude the mind that thinks of it as partial or in part. There is no love but God's, and all of love is his. There is no other principle that rules where love is not. Love is a law without an opposite. Its wholeness is the power holding everything as one, the link between the Father and the Son, which holds them both forever as the same. Do you have any comment, Charlotte, that spoke to you? Anyone, anyone have a comment on that particular uh, paragraph? Pure non-dual oneness. Yeah. Which, we, which we gloss over and, and, and zone out on because our egos don't know what to, what to make of that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's another way, I think, of coming at um, judgment. You know, um, we think, you know, to stop judging, but uh, to come at it from another direction to experience the love of God within you, you can't judge. It's, it's just impossible. So, I mean, Jesus tells us in that section on judgment, how is, how is judgment overcome? Uh, he says, finally, it's overcome by realizing it's impossible. Uh, it's impossible to judge when, when we find the love of God within us and we experience that love. It really is impossible to split our mind <laughs> and make, make judgments. So just to, uh, with, you know, Nisigadada used to always teach, somebody would ask them those kinds of questions. Well, can you come at it this way? Can you come at it that way? And he would say, well, sometimes you push the cart and other times you pull the cart. So just to, to give us, and you know, you com, can come at, as Jesus does, to his point that he's trying to make from many, many different approaches to it. Any other thoughts about that paragraph, paragraph three? All right, paragraph four. Um, let's see, um, where was I? Chris, do you have your book there, Chris Jansen? Yes, I do. Can you read paragraph four, please? I'd be glad to. No course whose purpose is to teach you to remember what you really are could fail to emphasize that there can never be a difference in what you really are and what love is. Love's meaning is your own and shared by God himself. For what you are is what he is. There is no love but his. And what he is, is everything there is. There is no limit placed upon himself. And so are you unlimited as well. Well, that's just a really uh, wonderful 
peaceful oneness kind of paragraph to me. It's like, okay, there's uh, God is love and so am I. And so is everybody. Yeah. That's what I got out of it. That's great. Yeah. It's true. True that, as they say. And to say the words is nothing, but to say them and mean them, to be brave enough, you know, to, to uh, see it, which means laying aside everything that's in the way of it, <laughs> and be brave enough to uh, be it is, uh, is what we're called upon. Uh, I mean, we don't usually associate bravery with um, accepting love. But the fact of the matter is, we're darned afraid of love. <laughs> the ego keeps telling us this is going to be a really dangerous thing to do, uh, you know, to lift your eyes and say, "All right, I, I am, I am willing to uh, be blessed here. I'm willing to receive this." I was thinking about the uh, what what makes it dangerous. Is is there some just under the surface? I realize. I'm going to have to seemingly swap my special love for this kind of love. Like, I like there's a beginning understanding that, that this kind of love does not include special love. And so it, it's really threatening, especially if my whole identity is built around special love and special hate. So, I mean, it, it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's dangerous in two ways. Well, one way is, is, is that is uh it's going to take away my sense of who i am without it getting to that i mean there's something wrong with this <laughs> and then the other the way the ego deals with that is i'm going to judge myself for judging you <laughs> i mean for, you know first i'm judging you and yeah that's kind of bad but then i realize i'm the one that's, that love cannot judge and then i start judging myself for judging you and then then bring out the whip and start you know self self flagellate flagellation so uh, it, it's like I, it, there's ways that the, these little four paragraphs are very threatening to me <laughs> and what i'm going to do next as as an ego <laughs> as you were saying that one of the one of the things that um came up for me that that helped me i think <laughs> was that um I looked at individuals that I recognized were free, uh, teachers that I recognized were free, and they were joyous, and they were fun to be around. And whenever I was around them, I felt totally comfortable and at ease. And I realized I wanted to be like that. So having some examples that we've seen, uh, you know, Ken would be one, Muji would be one, um, you, you know, many different ones that, that there it is. So why would I be afraid of that? You know, and they're really happy. <laughs> they're, they're radiant. <laughs> so um, I think we make up stories and we don't really fully examine um, like I heard Ken once say to somebody, what's so hot about your personhood? You know, you look at your personhood and, and you know, what we think is so important and you, you know, you check it out and, you know, it, it's, 
it's not so cool, you know. In the days, maybe some of you aren't there anymore, but when you were, you know, eager to win and, and be successful and accumulate and own and possess and flaunt and all of those things that one has to do to maintain their personhood. And it's like, why would you want that? So, I don't know, that, yeah. Let's go. Aris, Aris has a... Aris, where are you? <laughs> I thank you. Uh, Lynn, I keep thinking of what you emphasize a lot. And love just seems like when you when we do it with the ego, ego, it's just like a lot of work. You know, I mean, you have to prove it to people and you have to beat yourself up when you're doing it wrong. And to me, love, what you what it's saying today is it's a lot of undoing that very thing you're talking about when we see some master teacher it just seems so much like everything just falls away all of it all the complications there's no words or anything you just know it's there you know it's undoing everything just letting it all go thank you you know and there are so many that are not in the limelight but they know and the way you know is be around them a little bit and you'll know you know, by the way you feel, it's just uh, so effortless, uh, you know, effortless to be around them. I used to refer to it as maintenance. You know, if, if you have relationships that you're in constant maintenance of the relationship being okay, you know, that it's okay. I'm not talking about, you know, making a meal for one another or doing things like that, but where there's a, a maintenance idea that I'll lose a relationship if I don't do ta-da-da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, you don't want to be an obligatory uh, attitude toward anyone. It's not helpful. <laughs> it can seem like it's helpful, but it's really not. <laughs> there, you know, because you're not really you're not really exuding any kind of love. You're only there because you know you got to put in your time, or you got to, you know, do your weekly agenda. Uh, you know, learn learning that we can do everything out of love, but we can't do it out of obligation. I mean, we can still be very helpful and kind to somebody in need, but if it's coming from obligation versus coming from love then nobody gains from that so yeah it's good christina has something christina oh there you are hey hi hi yeah, you know, something was coming up for me while all of you were talking and i think oh. the word comes down to worthy being worthy and I am just uh, Christina. Just, Christina, we're get we're, we can't hear you. You're uh, you're getting an echo or uh, something's jiggling. Just my Can you hear me now? Is it better? Okay, I'm sorry. All right, we'll, we'll come if you want to try to get it worked out. We'll come back around to you. Okay. Uh, so Christina, she was bringing up the issue of worthiness. Yeah, like, that's all. Am I worthy? Right. Oh, 
Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. You mean, are you worthy to receive the love of God? That kind of worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, let's try it again. Can you hear me now? No. Okay. It's not. I'm sorry. It's my gadget. We hear the sound, but it's all shaky. We can't make the words out. Okay. Yeah. Well, worthiness is the bottom line because we believe we're guilty, you know, and guilt demands punishment, <laughs> demands punishment. So, um, you know, we're very fearful and, you know, we think we're fearful about the external circumstances, but bottom line, our fear is the fear of God. And that's why guilt has to be undone. That's one of the things our brothers show us, you know, that we're, we're using them to hurt ourselves. We're using them to make them guilty so that we can suffer at their hands and say, behold me, brother, at your hands I die. You're the victimizer and I over here am the victim. And that's the way we keep guilt. That's the ego's plan for preserving guilt. And as long as there's guilt, as long as we're pointing at our brother, we will not allow ourselves to have the love of God. So it's, you know, that's why it says Jesus saw the face of God in all his brothers. He saw every brother as worthy of love, every brother as sinless. And he remembered God. He doesn't say he remembered God first and then, uh, you know, so that's the path that he's given us. See the, see, see the face of Christ. In other words, don't judge him. <laughs> see him as sinless. Experience the love of God within you. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyone else? So I was going to go um, to... I feel the love of God within me now. It's on page 359, just for a couple of phrases, and then we'll go back to 127. So in paragraph one, I feel the love of God within me now. Sentence seven, page 359, lesson 189 in the workbook. Sentence seven in paragraph one. To feel the love of God within you is to see the world anew. Shining in innocence, alive with hope and blessed with perfect charity and love. Paragraph two. Who could feel fear in such a world as this? It welcomes you, rejoices that you came, and sings your praises as it keeps you safe from every form of danger and of pain. It offers you a warm and gentle home in which to stay a while. It blesses you throughout the day and watches through the night as silent guardian of your holy sleep. It sees salvation in you 
and protects the light in you in which it sees its own. It offers you its flowers and its snow in thankfulness for your benevolence. Wow, how beautiful. This is the world the love of God reveals. And then to repeat a most important statement, paragraph five, what would you see? The choices given you, but learn and do not let your mind forget the law of seeing, the law of seeing. You will look upon that which you feel within. If hatred finds a place within your heart, you will perceive a fearful world held cruelly in death's sharp-pointed pony fingers. <laughs> there it is, the sharp-pointed bony fingers. I'd forgotten where that was. If you feel the love of God within you, you will look out on a world of mercy and of love. So those are lovely uh, uh, expressions of the world we, we will see if we look within first. And there's a wonderful section, I think it's either chapter 12 or 14, called Looking Within. That's another great reference to go to and read Looking Within because over and over he repeats, you look within, you decide what you want to see, you see it, and then you look without. So it's important to, to understand that. All right, let's go back uh, again to um, 127. I guess I do have it marked, 127. There is no love but God's. Um, paragraph five, I'll read a couple of these and then we'll do our uh, meditation together. No law of the world obeys. I'm on paragraph five, page 230. No law the world obeys can help you grasp love's meaning. What the world believes was made to hide love's meaning and to keep it dark and secret special, <laughs> you and me against everybody else. <laughs> uh, a union to exclude. There is not one principle the world upholds but violates the truth of what love is and what you are as well. Seek not within the world to find yourself. Love is not found in darkness and in death, yet it is perfectly apparent to eyes that see and ears that hear love's voice. Are open-minded enough to hear the Holy Spirit, not in words, but to let him answer all questions give them over to him and experience peace. 
Today we practice making free your mind of all the laws you must obey, of the limits under which you live, and all the changes that you think are part of human destiny. Today, we take the largest single step this course requests in your advance toward its established goal. If you achieve the faintest glimmering of what love means today, you have advanced in distance without measure and in time beyond the count of years to your release. Let us together then be glad to give some time to God today and understand there is no better use of time than this. So we'll go back to lesson 189 again. And I know these are words that are very familiar to most of us, but it does help us to, it, it is a tool, a helpful tool uh, to help us to look at where we're stuck, the things we do believe, and to clear the slate, so to speak, even if it's only for the next 15 minutes that we're going to spend together to realize that it, it is not only okay, it's necessary to lay aside everything that we think we know and everything that, thing that we believe so that we can actually have an experience together of uh, the love that joins us and that is everywhere. And there is nothing else between us but that. There's nothing in the gap but that. <laughs> so um, uh, get yourself comfortable. Um, I would suggest um, that you put your book down and just uh, listen to these. I'll read it slowly so that you will have a chance um, to just contemplate what's being said and to come to a place of emptiness before we go back and complete uh, lesson 127, uh, which has asked us to give some time to God today, together. All right. Simply do this. Be still. And lay aside all the thoughts of what you are and what God is. All concepts you have learned about the world 
all the images you hold about yourself. Empty your mind of everything that it thinks is true or false, good or bad, of all the thoughts that you judge as worthy, all the thoughts of which you are ashamed. Hold on to nothing. Do not bring with you one thought the past has taught, nor one belief you ever learned before from anything. Hold on to nothing. Forget this world. Forget this course. And come with holy, empty hands unto your God. Open your mind and rest. The world that seems to hold you prisoner can be escaped by anyone who does not hold it dear. Withdraw all value that you have placed upon its meager offerings, senseless gifts, and let the gift of God replace them all. Call to your Father, certain that his voice will answer you. He himself has promised this, and he himself will place a spark of truth within your mind wherever you give up a false belief a dark illusion of your own reality and what love means. He will shine through your idle thoughts today and he will help you understand the truth of love. In loving gentleness, he will abide with you as you allow his voice to teach love's meaning to your clean and open mind. And he will bless this lesson with his love.
Let us give thanks today that we are spared a future like the past. Let us leave the past behind, never more to be remembered. And we raise our eyes upon a different present where a future dawns unlike the past in every way. The world in infancy is newly born and we will watch it grow in health and strength to shed its blessing upon all who come to learn to cast aside the world they thought was made in hate, to be love's enemy. Now they are made free along with you. Now they are all our brothers in God's love. We will remember them throughout the day because we cannot leave a part of us outside our love if we would know ourselves. Think of one Think of many who came to learn what you must learn. And as he comes to mind, give him this blessing from yourself. I bless you, brother, with the love of God, which I would share with you for I would learn the joyous lesson that there is no love but God's and yours and mine and everyone's.
and gently, gently, with love. I thought we could say this to one another if if you if you care to join me in saying the little prayer. I bless you, brothers. It's the one on the end of the lesson. So we can say it together. I bless you, brothers, with the love of God, which I would share with you. For I would learn the joyous lesson that there is no love but God's and yours and mine and everyone's. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Happy day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm. There's nothing more beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely nothing more beautiful than our holy mind. Mm. Amen. Can you hear the Holy Spirit? Can you hear what's happening? Can you hear the noise? No? Oh, a huge wind came up and it's whistling through our apartment and making the sound like you were out in the, you know, the tundra or something. Just carrying away, I guess, everything. Everything. Carrying it away. Have it. <laughs> Have it, Holy Spirit. Translate it into love. <laughs> Anything that we let go of, let it be gone. It's good work. Good work. Thank you. Thank you.